The Power of Synergy. Welcome to The Power of Synergy. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. What is synergy? It's basically just what we create when we come together with other people. Humans are powerful beings when they're alone, but the things we can do when we come together are even more powerful. Our performance capacity is infinite for the simple reason that as souls, we have a mind, a body, a heart, and a spirit. When those four things come together, working together with the same focus and intention, they are dynamic. But the literal definition that you find in the Dictionary of Synergy is, quote, the interaction or cooperation of two or more substances or entities to produce a combined effort greater than the sum of their separate effects. But what does that even mean in a practical sense? Well, there's a popular expression, the total is worth more than the sum of its parts. That, for example, 4 plus 4 actually becomes 16, not just 8. It's exponentially more valuable because sometimes when something comes together with something else, it becomes exponentially more in the sense of its ability to perform or manifest something. That is especially true about people. Humans become exponentially more powerful when they are united in thought and intention and volition because everything they're thinking and feeling at all times will affect the other person and their mutual energy intensifies when they are together. So this show is about becoming more personally powerful and mindfully proactive, both when alone and with other people. I'm going to cover a lot of topics in the next two hours. And if you have a question you want to ask me or a comment that you want to make to contribute to the things that I'm teaching, go ahead and give me a call. The number here at BBS Radio is 888-627-6008. Okay, so the theme of our show today is it's a sign. People believe different things for different reasons, and they're very passionate about what they believe. So they make their beliefs part of everything that they do, including what they think and how they feel. Now, different philosophies of different religions and cultures touch the theme of fate and destiny. Sometimes it it is religious. Sometimes it's just social. The soul is a combination of the mind and the heart and the body and the spirit. Those four elements have their own functions and purposes individually, but the fact that they are all indelibly intertwined in the human experience means that there are a lot of potential for them in different proportions to do and be different things. Okay, so when we're thinking about what our mind is sort of getting itself to do, be involved and Okay, but then our heart might have something else that it really feels a pull to do or be a manifest of the body. Well, you know what? The body, it's telling you something else. You know, I really need this to happen right now in order to be the best that I can be. Yeah, you know what? Those are, When they're all doing the same thing at the same time, that's great. But what about when they conflict? Well, that's a big part of when people say, We need to turn to a higher power. Okay. 
then we can go ahead and surrender, not only cooperate our mind and our heart and our body, but our energy when we submit and surrender to the energy that creates a spirituality within us. When we understand that our soul is a combination of all four of those things, we're better able to cooperate those things inside of ourselves than with the things around us. But again, as we're thinking about what's a sign, well, it's kind of an external something or someone, depending on whether you believe we're a God or a divine force or not, talking to us, telling us, you know what, you really need to to take a step back. You need to take a step back and look at the other things that you might not be directly involved with, but that do affect you. Okay, so there are certain things that different personalities. We have all different personalities, and they're all very importantly focused on different things. For example, we have a general MBTI sources and the dynamics of each dichotomy that I cover sometimes more in one show than another. So I'm just going to be reviewing it real briefly here. There are four different dichotomies. There's a social energy, there's a general focus, there's how you make decisions, and there's how you carry those decisions out. So that means you could be one of 16 different personalities, but the nice thing is each Uh, personality belongs to a disposition. There are four dispositions. So each disposition has four versions of itself. Now, when we're talking about the four dispositions, there's SJ, there's SP, there's NT, and there's NF. All you have to do is Google those things with the Myers-Briggs, and it'll explain how you determine yours. Okay, but I like to compare those different dispositions to a body. Instead of getting too confusing, instead of getting too analytical, keeping it in the context of, you know what, we have a primary focus in life. SJs are like bones. They like to be strong and stable and supportive in the way that they are firm and consistent. Yeah, bones are very important. Well, SPs, they're like the muscles. They take action. They want the power and the strength, and they have the ability to be flexible and execute the, the important things in life that need to get done, that literally if you don't do things, nothing's going to get done. Well, that's important, just as important as the bones, because the bones are what the muscles adhere to. The bones are what give the muscles the strength to be stable. Yeah, that's pretty important. Okay, so we've got bones and we've got muscles. Socially, those are very important. SJs and SPs are equally important. Okay, well, let's talk about the intuitives, the two intuitive um, dynamics, dispositions. There's the NT. NTs are like the brain. They very, very much, they very well understand the concepts and the principles that life is built on. They have the ability to be objective and to create concepts and innovate new things and ideas. And that's actually the source of what the muscles will do. The brain tells the muscle, you know what, this is the best thing to do. You need to do it. And you need to do it this way. You know, that's that's kind of important. Without the brain, how long would the body last? <laughs> Not too long. But without the bones, how long would the brain last? 
That's right. SJs are very important to NTs. They would spaz out and do all kinds of damage if they didn't have a certain balance. They would, they would altogether be destroyed if they didn't have that skull. And then there's the NFs. I liken that to a heart. Yeah, the brain's important, but you know what? The heart is the source of the distribution of the blood that the brain needs in order to continue going. NFs, the intuitive feelers, they have the sincere, genuine interest, and they give the support and love and the encouragement to keep things like the muscles going, the brain going, and they're inspirational and they're, they're creative and generous in the way that they give themselves their time, their energy, their love. Okay, so what's more important? Well, you know what? The, the brain is important, the heart is important, but what would we do without a rib cage? What would the heart, how far would the heart go? How long would it last without the protection of the bones? And you know what? The muscles are important because they're the ones that ultimately get everything done. They wouldn't know what to do without brains sometimes, right? They wouldn't know how to be. They wouldn't have that blood flow going through them to keep them going. Okay, well, there are different things that assign when we're talking about the world, the external world communicating. When we have our different personalities and we have our different focus, SJs, SPs, and Ts and NFs, they have their primary motivation in life, but they have their primary focus in life that is giving them the guidance and the, the sort of um, instructions on, you know what, you need to do this right now. This is the most important thing right now. You didn't see it in the beginning, so I'm just going to speak at a little maybe a higher volume, a higher decibel level to get you, <laughs> hey, look over here, there's something else going on that you didn't see. Okay, well... When we're talking about signs, uh, not everybody likes to consider themselves a Bible reader, but you know what? The Bible is a pretty good book. And we have examples of signs that people literally were spoken to by God, the source of everything spiritual. And there were times when they really had to have their thinking sort of redirected and their judgment reset towards a different approach and a different value system in order to appreciate, you know what, this needs to be done right now. You're going in the completely wrong direction. Okay, well, I, I like to use the example of what happened to me when I was literally just completely confused. I had absolutely no idea what to do with all of my thoughts. As an NT, I'm getting all kinds of thoughts at the same time. I'm going to share a story, a personal story. You know what? One night I had to think about what I was going to do the next day, and I had to make a decision. I owed about $718 to a financial obligation. It really was a responsibility, something that I knew as a person I needed to take care of. Okay, well, you know what? Doing the work that I did, I was making about $250 an hour. This was a couple of years ago, and that's pretty good money. And I thought, well, gosh, you know what? I really do want to make that money and I want to take care of this burden. It's emotionally overwhelming me and it's mentally completely taking over what I'm going through. Well, okay, so I'm thinking $750. I can do that the $700. Okay, but you know what? Here's the thing. I had friends that I had already committed to being with and going out and doing some community service with them. Now, you know what? Here's the deal. 
I wanted to do the community service because it was a good service to do. But I loved them, and I I told them that I was going to be with them, and I felt this not just social but emotional obligation. I knew that they loved me as much as I loved them. Yeah, I, I wanted to be with them. No, but you know what? I have this responsibility. It's seven hundred fifty dollars that I could be making, but it's only seven hundred sixty dollars. Okay, well, you know what? <clears throat> That's a really good idea. And I think, but maybe I should God, but I love these people, and I want to. Be, you know what? I think I love them more than they. Oh, well, wait, but it's seven hundred fifty dollars. Okay, hold on. I was again, and my daughter came into the kitchen as I was doing the work, and she looked straight at me, and she said, "What is going on?" I said, well, you know, these dishes, I can't believe they're just, I can't get this little spot off the, the dish. That, and began with the dinner, you know, honey, I'm almost ready with dinner. And she said, honey, uh, what's going on? And I said, oh, you can feel me, huh? She said, three walls between us. And yes, I can feel you on the other side of all of them. And I said, okay, I want to. I want to do some service with my friends, but I really do feel bad about the fact that we haven't paid this bill. And she kind of, she kind of smirked and shook her head. And she said, "We need to go for a walk, don't we?" I said, "Yeah, I do." Like, you know what? And you're gonna come with me? She said, "Yeah, we'll walk. We'll talk. Unless you don't need to talk, you need to just kind of reset." And I said, "Thank you so much for being generous." She's an NS, so she's that loving source of so many good things in my life. I said, "Thank you so much. Let me get my shoes and my coat." Okay, so we went down the stairs. It was dark. It was kind of late, but in in Seattle, it's cold and dark, even when it's not late. So I said, you know what? I, I really do think I need to pray about this. And she said, oh, yeah, definitely you do. Well, that's obvious. And I said, but I, I don't know if I should stop here, or if I should keep going. And then you pray when I talk and while I walk and, you know, out loud. Or And I said, okay, you know what? I feel like I need to, we need to go over to this coffee shop here and sit down and and can, I want to pray out loud. I said, would you be uncomfortable with me doing that? She said, no, no, you, you definitely need to do this. And I said, and I'm feeling the urge to speak Spanish. Are you okay with me <laughs> doing this out loud in front of the entire place in Spanish? And she said, Try, uh, you need to do whatever you need to do. You're making me crazy. We've only been walking two blocks, and you really got to do this. I said, thank you so much. Okay. So <clears throat> we go in to this place, and, and I sat down, and, and I... We were sitting in that middle, and there was kind of those two stools on the opposite ends, and I held her hands, and I closed my eyes, and I said a prayer. And it was funny because in Spanish, I think differently, and I feel differently. My energy changes when I speak Spanish. And I was talking about things, basically saying, God, you got to tell me what to do. I, I got nothing here. And and I know that both of these things are fundamentally good things, and I don't have any problem doing either one, but... Which one is more important? And my heart started to change. And, and then I thought, no, you know what? It's my, my heart, baby girl in front of me. And maybe that's, you know, maybe I need to stop being a brain and just start being more like a heart. So as I opened my eyes and I let go of her hands, she had this great big grin on her face. And I said, yeah, okay. And she, you know what you need to do, don't you? I said, yeah, I need to be with my friends. I need to, I need to be around that love right now because I think I, I started to kind of go off the deep end, <laughs> and I think the good energy would be good for me. And she said, excellent. I'm very proud of you. I said, you knew that the whole time, didn't you? She said, yeah, but you had to figure that out yourself. And I said, wow, you know what? I think, I think God gave you to me. 
even better than than the answer, because I think sometimes the gift of the people in our lives is inherently better and more important and more valuable than the things that we have and do and are when we're alone. Again, it's that synergy that makes us so powerful. And I said, okay, thank you, sweetheart. And so we were walking back, and, and I saw that the rain started coming, and I was like, oh, my gosh, how poetic is this, the pouring down rain in the night. <laughs> and then we were looking at the street lights and how sometimes you don't really have a good street light and different different alleys and different valleys. And then I was like, oh, my God, that looks like a lot of money on the ground. Oh, that can't be. You know what? I'm hallucinating because I'm excited because I really want to be with my friends tomorrow. And I looked down and I said, do you see that? And she, she said, yeah. It was, is that what I think it is? I said, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to get excited. It looked like money. It looked like a, like a huge wad of money on the street. And there's no way that's money. That was probably just trash paper that wasn't, you know, folded and put trash in the garbage. Oh, my God. We were walking closer. We kind of started walking past <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, we got to grab this. And, and the, the the cool thing was it was on a place in the sidewalk that it was it had no, no wallet. It had no identification. So we couldn't return the money to any specific person. And there were places on the sidewalk between the houses that were not really, um, that didn't belong to each house. So I'm like, this is on a place in the street where I don't know. I can't in good conscience just go up to a house and say, hey, here's your 800 plus dollars. Would you like it back? And yeah, $816 as I was counting it, 20, 40, 60, 81, 20, 40, 60, 82, 20, 40, 60, 83, 20. Oh my God, it was $816. And I started laughing and crying at the same time. And I looked at her. I said, you know what this means? She said, yeah, we're going to supersize our fast food tonight. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, we are, and I think I'm getting the, the one that I like instead of the, the standard one that I always get because I'm very cheap. And she said, yeah, let's go. And, and you know what? When I tell that story to people and they say, yeah, yeah, it was a, a sign from God. It was, <clears throat> you know, God rewarding you. I always say, you know what? The sign was my daughter. The gift from God was my daughter telling me, to get myself back on a spiritual level and trust that, you know what, I'm going to be with my friends today. I'm going tomorrow, okay? I'm going to be with my friends tomorrow, and I'm going to do the good service that I was going to do. You know what? The money, it's going to come however it comes. I was thinking I'd get a speaking gig probably for $1,000. and Yeah, no, it was actually literally a wad of raw cash. Okay, yeah, it was sort of wet, which made it more beautiful when it dried out and it got that texture <laughs> from the rain. Yeah, that was, the sign was my daughter being able to feel me as a heart. She could feel me. Where my husband and sons, they're different personalities. They they were standing next to me and walking around me and they didn't pick up on those vibrations. Wow. You know what? Sometimes something going wrong is going to be the source of what will ultimately turn out exponentially better when we come together and we create synergy. Take a little inventory. You know what? Just an, a list of the people in your life. Different people are powerful in different ways when they are alone. Appreciate, really consider what the people in your life have 
to offer when they are alone in their pure state of whatever their gifts and talents and strengths and abilities are, what are they when they're alone? What do they become when they come together with you? Yeah, there's some things going on there that you might not have even thought about. You know what? It's really important to know what you're capable of, but what we are capable of even more. Do you know how to look at a sign? Do you know how to define a sign? What is it, really? Again, it's the universe. It's the divine force, whatever you want to call it, coming together with something else in a manifestation. It's something talking to you to come together. You have to make that choice. The synergy that a sign is telling you to create in order to become exponentially better, in order to create something amazing. And just in case you were wondering, yeah, I bought everybody coffee the next day with the extra money left over. They were really they were really happy and grateful that they didn't even have to pay the extra two or three bucks each when I told them, Yeah, I got I got this from the big man upstairs, so my treat. That felt really good. It was important to know that everything that we do together is vitally important. It's invaluable. You can't put a dollar value on what we are when we come together. They were the people that, you know what, for a year and a half, when I came into this territory, when I came into this group from another group, I was having a really hard time emotionally with things that were going on in my life. Yeah, it was really important that I have these people in my life at that time. They did all kinds of things for me in a personal interest way. You know what? When I didn't do the things with them that we were all planning on doing, they came to me and said, what's wrong? What's going on? We need you with us. We miss you. Wow. You know what? For me, just having someone say, What's going on? Can we help you get back to yours, your circumstances, your state of mind, your condition, whatever it is, because we need you. You are vitally important to us. Wow. Okay, yeah, you know what? That's even worth more than $816. That's even more than a cup of coffee because we had great connection. Wow, connection, that's... That's actually a bond that we create when we come together. Who's in your life? Who? What? What do you have in your life that creates a bond, your bond with them that tells you you are vitally important to not only the world as an individual, but to us as a group? Wow. Yeah, you might be pleasantly surprised when you take an inventory. The things that you see, the things that you acknowledge, and the things that you appreciate. Okay, yeah, so we're going to talk now about the recognizing a sign. Do you know how to recognize it? Because you know what? A lot of things going on around us. A lot of events happening, sometimes to you directly, sometimes to you indirectly. Sometimes to someone else directly. Sometimes to someone else indirectly. Where do you focus your attention? 
Okay, how do you recognize a sign? Do you know how to recognize a sign? And if it's there, is it really even a sign? Well, you know what? If your attention is directed towards it, it just might be. Okay, well, again, when we're talking about in the context of spiritual philosophies, is that a divine force talking to you or is it nature just saying, you know what, we got to get back into balance. This, in order to happen, well, this, this event or this activity, in order for it to manifest in a healthy and positive and proactive way, these other little things, you know what, menial things, minuscule things, are going to have an exponentially more powerful effect on other things that will be the source of other things that will create something powerful. Okay, you know what? It's really important to remember in that process that everything that we do affects everything and everybody else. Do you have that focus and that ability to say, no, you know what? This is really important. Communication, which we're going to get to a little bit later in this show, communication is vital. Information is vital. You know what? I was actually staying in a um, community center, a homeless shelter. I had to stay literally for some days in a homeless shelter because I was having some problems with my residency, and I didn't know where I was going to be. I don't know where I'm going to go. What am I going to do? My husband and children are in one situation. Mm, Yeah, I'm in a different situation. I could not know what was going to happen. If I had known, would I have done this? Maybe not, but you know what? It needed to happen. What I realized as I was staying in this facility, there were five buildings. One, two, three, four, five buildings. Okay. Now, on the outside of the gate, there is the intake center. But I could see on the other side of the gate that there were four more buildings. And I thought, wow, this is great. You know what? This is, this is a sign that, that I would could be good. I'd be good here at this place. And all of these different buildings are different resources. Okay. Um, so I went into the, the center, right? The, the intake center. Okay. Just had some questions. Well, they had to ask me some questions about my situation. Well, that's great. I'll tell you what's going on. Maybe they could be the ones to direct me to which building I needed to go to. Okay. Um, the questions they asked, they were, they were very broad, very general questions. And I thought, well, that's okay. We can start with something broad, something very general. They sent me to a different building, right? The first, the closest building to that, that intake center. And, um, Okay, the information that they give me, the the real broad general information that they provided to me when I asked questions about their questions was, okay, I I went to the other building. They actually gave me different information. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to get too irritated about this. I'm just going to go with the flow and see what's, what's going on here. Okay, well, you know what? They were just all kinds of different things. And I thought, well, you know what? This doesn't make any sense. Let, let me get some information. You know, with actually it had nothing to do with the original intake, the, what their purpose, their actual um, philosophy. They did things in a totally different way. Okay, so, but you know what? The next building over was actually a different, it looks kind of like a different 
different company because the sign was even different. The sign was different from the original building, which was even different from the second building. And I thought, okay, but, but they're all on the same campus. They're literally right next to each other. So they're, they're working together because they're being, they're referring to me, to them. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm getting a little nervous and getting a little anxious, but look, you know what? They're helping me. And so that's good. I'm going to appreciate the help. Okay. But you know what? When I, I said to them, my name, and I said, okay, and, and I went to this building, and they referred me to you. They said, well, we don't know who you are, and I went, what? W- okay, and they're like, oh, okay, we can pull up your name. Um, what's what's going on? And I said, okay, let me let me tell you what the intake office said and what the other, and you know what? I said, you know what? The second building, it was kind of different. What's going on here? And they said, you know what? We're totally different companies. We offer totally different services, and we don't know anything about what those people are doing. And I thought, okay, this is starting to feel very counterintuitive. It's starting to feel (laughs) almost disingenuous the way they don't really seem personally vested in what they're saying and doing for me. That's very negative energy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say it a couple times throughout the show today. There is no neutral energy. Energy is either positive or it's negative. The energy here felt very negative. But you know what? I'm not going to say that's a sign yet. I'm just going to kind of observe and and take notes of what's going on and respond to it in the most healthy way that I can. Okay, you know what? I, I really wanted help making some good decisions for my life. And I thought, you know what? I need to, to speak to them individually about the factors, the different things going on in my life. So you know what? Maybe I could take advantage of this opportunity and say, this is important for me. I've got three different kinds of resources. Let's utilize the different resources in different ways to to take advantage of this opportunity to have maybe even more, even better by the time I walk out of this homeless shelter that I just need for a little while, literally for shelter purposes. Okay, you know what, let's go ahead and do that. Well, you know what, something happened and the paperwork wasn't done right in the first building to get me to the third building. We got the, okay, okay with the second building and with the, okay, but then, but I already told them that and and it's in your system. I saw them literally type it in your system. They said, we don't have any access to that. Communication. Okay, now we're having some communication problems. I really think that we need to get some... Okay, I'm going to start again in this building and say that I, I do have this need. I actually have a physical condition. So can you... Well, that's not our policy. That's that's not... Okay, so they weren't going to help me with my condition. So I went back to the second building and I said, look, I need... I need to get some help with my condition in order to get access to the resources that are in the third building. And I know that the condition that I wrote in the first building that I gave to them literally when I came in, they gave that to you. And they said, nope, we don't have any of that information. And I said, okay, I'm not sure what to do here. <clears throat> and their, their answer was literally, well, you know what? It's not our problem. You, what, what help do you need? And I said, I told you, you already know the help that I need. <laughs> you are joking, right? Wow, you know what? They they cannot work together, and maybe that's why I noticed that some of the people staying there, they were very, very unhealthy. They were very destructive. They were very 
angry and they were bitter. And I'm thinking, well, look, they have all of these resources they have access to. Yeah, you know what? Their situation wasn't getting better. They were, they had been there. Some of them had been there for years. Okay, that's kind of scary. <laughs> they actually felt like they were worse when they, and I was talking to them. Then one of the guards came up to me and actually started screaming and threatening me and insulting me. And I went, wait a minute, what? You're going to take a step back. Do you know there are people here, they have a hard time with what they're going through. This kind of energy, this is very negative energy. Well, this is a policy, and this is what we do, and it's not our problem. Whoa. It's not our problem. I heard them say that. I actually heard the guards say that's not our problem, and I thought, okay. Okay, now I'm getting a little nervous, and I'm I'm getting a little upset, but got to keep my energy positive because positive energy is exponentially more powerful than negative energy. Yeah, negative energy is very contagious and it's very, um, it's got a lot of potential to do a lot of negative things, but we keep our energy positive and we create positive things in a proactive way. Now, that's the good stuff. Let's go ahead and, and do this in a positive way. And knowing that nature makes everything stay balanced. There we go. And it gives us the signs. Okay, maybe something in this in this place is, or with the people or even the security guard. So I'm going to keep my eyes open for a sign of what to do because i got to tell you, I'm getting confused and I'm getting a little overwhelmed. Hmm, okay. And the people here, they literally had lost their thinking ability. And so I was talking to the residents, and one of the things that the guards kept saying to me was, don't ever leave your stuff unattended, and don't look away from your phone, because someone will steal it. You don't know the people here. They are bad people here. I said, wait a minute, you're working for this place, and you're telling me that everyone that stays here is bad? How about using some of your positive energy to make them good? Well, you know what? The people that worked there... They don't like working there, and they don't like the people who are staying there, and they don't like the people asking for help. So when it's time to help people, they weren't giving them the help they needed because they were angry at the people, and the people didn't trust the the people working there, the supposed sources of their help and their support, their protection, the guards. Wow. Okay. You know what? I'm not real sure. <laughs> to do in this situation. So yeah, I, I was praying and I was reading some some of my information in the Bible, reading the scriptures. It was, okay, well, interesting thing. There was no room in the buildings for me to sleep. I said, what? What are you talking about? I, I don't have anywhere to go. Well, apparently, a large portion of the people that stay there, they have other places to go. They just like this place better. And they're willing to put up with the mistreatment and the conflict and the negativity because it's less negativity than what they have. No, no, I actually do need a place. I need a place to stay. I have nothing. Well, the second, the third, the, the, the fourth building over, okay, behind the intake office was what they call an overflow. Okay, so if there's not room in the second building and there's not room in the third building, you can actually go to the overflow Okay, let's go ahead and go over there and see. Well, you have to stand in line. Okay, so I can stand it. Well, there's only a certain number of beds in order to get a bed. 
you know what, you actually have to stand in line for two hours before they will let you in to see if there's room in a bed for you. Okay, but you know what? The communication between the first building and the second building, the second building and the third building, the third building and the fourth building, which I skipped over, and then the fourth, the fifth building, yeah, no, they don't have any record of that. They all have computers, and they all have my accounts. They all have my file, but they don't have the information. Okay. So I'm thinking there's, there's got to be something here that's going to tell me what to do. I got to look for a sign. <laughs> I pray. Yeah. Let me, let me figure out what's going on. Okay. I'm not really getting anything yet. Ooh, I was talking to the guards. You know what? I found out that the guards from the first building are different from the second building and the ones from the second building are different from the third building. Some of them were actually better than others, and when I spoke to some of them, they wanted to help me. Personally, they wanted to help me, and I thought, here we go. Maybe the sign is if I speak to the good people who are proactively from a good heart wanting to help, we can work together and we can create synergy, and this, this communication problem and the negative attitude, it's not my problem. Okay, well, yeah, it actually it is your problem. <laughs> we can go ahead and, and use the energy. We can employ the energy from the different buildings of the different workers to create better people who are staying here so they don't have to stay here. They can get back out on their feet and create something better in their life. There we go. This is my sign. I just need to find the good people, the good guards, and we're going to do something great while I'm homeless. Okay. Yes, that technically is still a bad situation, but we're going to make something amazing. Okay. How do you interpret a sign? This is all about how you interpret it. Recognizing it is one thing, but when you interpret a sign, are you aware, really aware? Are you proactive or reactive? There is no neutral. So when you see a sign that you have a responsibility to take action, do you respond to that in a proactive way, not a reactive way? So when there are good, there are good guards in this situation, but then there are really bad employees that in order to get to the guards, you kind of have to go through the employees. Well, you know what? I don't want to be verbally abused. I don't want to be disrespected. I don't want to be threatened. Some of these employees were really being horrible. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to be just very angry at what they're doing, and you better give me that what I need and get me the guard now. And other people were doing that. I saw the residents. They were fighting with the guards, and they were fighting with the employees, and the employees weren't answering their question. They were giving them a runaround. All right, you know what? Okay, maybe that was the sign. Maybe I just need to take this on, and I need to to change what's going on because I know how to deal with people like that. I had an aunt who was an attorney, and I watched the people's court when I was growing up in divorce court. And you know what? I know about the law, and I can I can threaten these people who are threatening the residents. And you know what? By the way, these residents, they weren't bad at all. I left my computer and my cellular phone in a bag next to a group of five people. None of them stole my phone, and none of them stole my computer. But when they heard the people, the employees in these places say, don't trust anybody. You've got druggies here and you've got sickos and psychos and criminals here. And I just turned to them and I said, and you know what? 
None of them have harmed me in any way. I'm not afraid of them. I think I'm more afraid of you. And I walked away. Yeah, you know what? You have to be in a high-quality state of mind in order to be mindful, in order to be positive, in order to be proactive. The quality of you improves as you are in a high-quality state. There can be very negative people who very destructively, proactively create problems. No, they don't turn a stumbling block into a stepping stone. They create a weapon of mass destruction. They create, it's like a slingshot with that stumbling block, and they hurt as many people as they can because their philosophy is you hurt other people before they hurt you. You've got to take care of yourself before you worry about anybody else. You know what? You don't care about other people and their problems. You take care of yourself. Really? Okay, so how do you get yourself really and truly take care of yourself to get yourself into a high-quality state? That means, again, you are proactive, not reactive, and you come from a source of positive energy, not negative energy. And again, let's say it again, ladies and gentlemen, there is no such thing as neutral energy. You are either positive energy or negative energy. Not caring is negative energy. Okay, so let's, let's talk about this. You take care of yourself before you worry about anybody else. Okay, so I like to use the example, and everyone who listens to my show knows the example of when you're on the airplane and they say, in the event of an emergency, you will have your life vest, uh, the cushion becomes a floating device, and the mask will drop down from the overhead compartment, and even if it doesn't fill with air, there is oxygen flowing through the bag. You put the mask to cover your nose and mouth because that's two sources of oxygen you know what? There might not be any air in the plane. Well, this is the air that you need in order to not die. That's a very important thing. Okay, good to know. But the thing they say at the end is, and if you are traveling with someone who needs your assistance, like a small child or someone with a physical disability, so you put the mask on yourself before you help anybody else. Well, that's mean. You don't take care of yourself. You help other people. Why is that? Why do you put it on yourself first? Because you're kind of useless if you're suffocating. Okay, so taking care of yourself. Hmm. Putting a mask on yourself. Okay, well, in life, we're not talking about actual oxygen. We're talking about taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally. Do you know how to take care of yourself emotionally? Do you know how to take care of yourself mentally? You know what? Sometimes you do got to do something physically. Yeah, there are different ways. The emotional fortitude. Yeah, your mental ability. Sometimes it is your physical strength. Let's talk about each one of those things. You have to take care of yourself before you respond to a negative situation that, you know what, uh, I'm telling you, you've got to be reactive and you've got to take the negative and then to fix that and hurt them. Okay, so let's go ahead and take a step back. Put a mask on yourself. Well, first of all, how much time can you really justifiably say you deserve? Okay, you know what, as much time as you need in order to get yourself to a 
high-quality state, mentally, emotionally, and physically. As a soul, we have a mind, a heart, and a body, but it's our spiritual energy that is the source of all three of those things when they're working together. Okay, so emotional fortitude. That's very important. You have to get yourself into a good mood. Well, one of the great the great lines of a really great movie, a, a young man is talking to his older sister, and he's like, geez. She goes, what? He says, get in a good mood. How, how hard is it just to decide to be in a good mood and then be in a good mood? And she sarcastically, cynically says, gee, it's easy. Okay, yeah, no, it's not. You know, (laughs) but get yourself into a good mood. Know what you have in your life that gets you in a good mood. Do you know what you need? Sometimes it can be really, really good social interaction with someone who loves you, and they can get you that positive emotional energy. Sometimes it's a, a joke. It could be a song that you like. It could be really, really important things that you have memories of, the experiences that you've had that make your heart very happy. You know what? The fact is, when you get emotional fortitude, it means that you will never return evil for evil to anyone. When, when you think about, well, you know what? You did this to me, so I'm going to do this back to you. Respond in kind. No, one of the really important um, philosophies, um, the the ideas that I always keep in mind from myself just because I need it so often, don't go to bed in a provoked state. You have to know how at the end of the day to get rid of all of your negative energy. So find out what really creates emotional fortitude from taking care of yourself. You know what? You don't ever get out of for out, get out of jail for free in a relationship. The issue is always there until it's resolved. Yeah, you need to take care of yourself emotionally and then get back to the person, get back to the situation to proactively create peace. If you do not proactively pursue peace with your emotional happiness and and fortitude, you're talking about good, positive energy that will affect other people. It will literally change how they behave. You being in a good mood really is going to put them in a good mood. Even if they've been horrible to you, if you're peaceful and respectful and considerate from a source, not of, well, fine, if I have to do this, fine, I will. They can feel when you're emotionally negative. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do. You have to genuinely be positive. Okay? Now let's think about your mental ability. That comes from truly knowing yourself. Well, mental ability, there are three different things, three different elements that I like to focus on when I'm talking to my clients that you need to have the ability to perform mental activities That three of them that I like are first, mental objectivity. Then there's the activity of or the performance of your focus and your judgment. Yeah, and then there's also 
honesty. Really looking at the truth, you know, is a really great line. And I just found out that he actually changed the line from the script. Jack Nicholson in, in a really great movie, when the lawyer demanded, I want the truth, he said, you can't handle the truth. You know what? The original line was, you already know the truth. Yeah, no, I like that 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 other one better. You can't handle the truth. Can you handle the truth? Well, that depends on your objectivity and your focus and judgment. Yeah, then you can handle the truth. You can be truly honest with yourself. That will help you be honest with others. That's about your mental abilities. And everybody can improve in those ways. But you know what? It's important to know that those are vital to your success. They're vital to your ability to respond proactively to a situation, not reactively. Okay, so when we're talking about the emotional fortitude and we have our mental abilities, well, sometimes it just comes right down to the physical strength. How much do you have just at all, okay? When we're talking about creating more strength, there are different exercises we can do. There are different activities that we can do that create the strength in us. Some are more fun than others, but the three elements of physical strength are force, endurance, and skill. Okay, so all three of them are indelibly intertwined. They are different in their own ways, but they rely on each other and they feed off of each other. The more you have of one, the more you can utilize it in order to create that fortitude of the others that will continue to support and facilitate the others. Okay, so endurance. What is endurance? That's the ability to maintain the performance of an activity for an extended period of time. Okay, what's force? That's literally the actual power that you have to perform, to execute an activity. That's nice, right? The endurance is good and the force is good. But then how about the skill? If all you have is raw power and the infinite ability to do things with that power, that could be a good or a bad thing. Okay, so we have to actually have the skill, which is, you know what? Sometimes you have to be taught an actual activity, and then sometimes you just have to practice and practice and practice to improve your performance, increase your skill. So when you are actually doing things in your life to become a better person, you're becoming more proactive in order to effectively respond to a sign, okay, you know what? You have to stop sometimes and just say, I don't quite have the skill to do this. I don't necessarily have the fortitude physically, the, the endurance, the force. The, I'm, I really need to accept that I can only do a certain amount of this. Well, you know, I can do it for a certain period of time. Well, I can do it in a certain, um, certain way. Okay, I really do want to do. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with myself. That's uh, mental. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, do things to put myself in a good mood. That's the emotional. I do think that the things that I have inside of myself are invaluable, but I do want to use them 
in a proactive way. I'm going to be helpful and supportive to the people in my life because that's the most important thing in life. The synergy, coming together, working together. Okay, well, that's important. And it's, it's really invaluable because, again, there is no neutral energy. It's either positive or negative. You have the ability to create positive or negative. Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility that comes with accountability. If you know that you have to do certain things in certain ways, well, it doesn't matter what the people around you are saying or doing or being, you still have to have and do and be those amazing things with them, for them, to them, and around them. Okay, well, that's a lot of work. What When we're thinking about coming together, just like with the, the places, the facilities that I was going to, the problem was in the communication. And I found out a little bit later, well, you know what? They actually did have some of the same information. They just didn't want to share it with each other because, as I found out when I got assigned a caseworker who was actually going to help me, yeah, that ended up taking a lot longer than I planned. She actually said to me, yeah, you know what? We don't give that information that is right here in my computer on my screen in front of me. Yeah, we don't give that to the other facilities that are literally between the intake office and here because they don't really know what to do with the information. Okay, let me let me go ahead and think about now <laughs> what I think about that. Okay, when we have this uh, communication, let's let's just talk about communication for a minute. When we were all kids, we well maybe not all of us, but most of us had in elementary school in at least one of our classes the Chinese whisper game. Do you remember that? Did you do that? It's where basically you sit in a circle, and we're going. You know, we got the. I don't really like these kids. I don't. Well, you know, I just thought that I was doing this because we need to become friends. And fine, I don't like this game. I gotta find doing it again. Well, the one. Okay, the teacher actually said something into the ear of the first student, and we know what the, the class sizes were about twenty to thirty kids. Yeah, they were actually up to thirty kids in the class. Back when I was in elementary school, okay, that was 40 years ago. Yes, I've just dated myself. Now, the point is <clears throat> when you have a, a class of, let's just say 20 kids, because that's the class sizes now. When you say one complete sentence and then they whisper it into the ear of the next person and they whisper it into the ear of the next person, they whisper it into the ear of the next because, okay, well, where are you in the order, in the pecking order? Sometimes you're like, I don't even know what they said. Well, that you know it was probably just close. It was probably just this. So you go ahead and you whisper it and wait for the game to be over. And then the last person says what was in their ear. And, oh, my gosh, that's not what I said. That is so not what I said. What's your problem? Well, apparently it was nothing like what I heard. And what I said was nothing like what the teacher said. Oh, well. Sorry, whatever. It's not really that important, is it? It's a stupid game. Okay, well, how important is that in life? 
How important is accurate communication? Okay, you know what? It's actually pretty important. And I know that because the situation I was in, in this lovely facility, supposedly to help people, well, you know what? I... I needed to ask a question, and the security guard did not want to let me speak to the administration that was behind the desk, I kid you not, 20 feet behind the security check because I needed to talk to someone in the higher-ups. I didn't want to talk to the receptionist that was 20 feet behind the security. I wanted to talk to someone who was high up enough in the company. You know what? I had a genuine issue, and it needed to be addressed by a genuine higher-up who could do something about this because all I kept all I kept hearing and seeing was, well, that's not my problem. Well, that's not what you said. Well, I don't have any access to that information. and That's not my job. So it's not my problem. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling, you know what? I'm starting to get some negative energy going on here and I'm starting to feel some resentment and I'm not being real proactive here. I'm being very reactive because I don't appreciate you disrespecting me and you lied. You know what? Because I don't think that... Okay. I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to get my, my mental energy and my emotional energy and my physical condition a little bit better. You know what? I'm going to go take a walk because as an INTP taking a walk, I get my introverted sensing with my introverted thinking. And you know, I got some great music. I was like, okay, you know what? Mm, okay. But just thinking about doing that actually got me in a much better state of mind and okay, fine. I said, I need to talk to the administration. Can you bring the manager? out here. I was talking to the security guard when I said, can you bring me the manager? Yeah. He said, what do you want? I said, I want to talk to a manager. We've got some stuff going on and I need to talk to the higher ups. Okay. He uh, went over to the lady behind the counter and I heard him say, yeah, I think she's got a personal problem. Yeah, she wants to talk to someone in the higher ups. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. And the girl behind the desk looked at me. Oh, yeah, no, I know her. She's a freaking maker. She has a personal problem, doesn't she? She's like, yeah, she's got some serious mental problem, I think. And I went, okay. I don't know what you guys are doing, but I have I have a specific question about policy. I'm like, you know what? Actually, I have it. Well, he didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to know. But I'm thinking you need to know what this is about because you know what? You might care. And if we create some synergy, if we work together, we could. you could be a source. We could be the source of the solution to a very legitimate problem. You know what? It was actually a couple of problems. But I didn't even want to get into the list with this. <laughs> I was starting to have a hard time with the negative energy. Okay. Let's just think. So no, let's go. Okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. So she she went back. Actually, apparently it wasn't even anywhere near the the front desk and it wasn't where the people were staying and it wasn't in one of the back rooms. She had to go out to a, a different part of the building to get the manager. Ooh, I was getting a manager. Okay, that was good because you know what? Managers care about what's going on, and they have enough influence in the company to take action, right? They can execute decisions. They can carry out the decisions. That's what's important. What do you do in your decisions? What do you look for in the synergy that you create? Who do you go to? What's your energy when you go to them? Everything you do is proactive. 
everything you do needs to be healthy. There is no neutral energy. You create synergy. My name is Gabrielle Cardona, The Power of Synergy. Thank you for listening. This is BBS Radio.